Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to all of you. Benny. Yes, ma'am. Happy Pride Month. Oh, thanks. You too. I know. So I got to tell you, uh-huh. uh, without dating myself, and really, th- this is really kind of interesting because Sarah Bowen's joining us here today. She's the author of a fantastic book, Spiritual Rebel, a positively addicted guide to finding deeper perspective and higher purpose. So I got to tell you why this is so timely in talking with her. All right. All right. Look. Back in the day, as you like to say, Benny. Yeah, yeah, quite often. Yes, I do. People have said to me, what was the most significant year of your life? Hmm. And I've always had to think about that. And I used to like hem and haw about it. But I finally have gotten it. Really? Yes. Yes. So I thought about this and I thought about. Was it like in 68? Like, was it like, no, that was like when I was homeless and stuff. So no, that wasn't it. But what was it? What was the year when I think about uh, my life? What was the year where I basically busted out from the scenes? And it had to do with what Sarah is going to talk about today in the book. Okay. So it had to do with 1969. Okay, everybody out there is like, oh, no, you can't be that old, right? Is everybody saying that right now? Yeah, no, I take a lot of vitamins. Um, 1969, that was my year. And I thought about why. 69, everybody, newsflash, Woodstock, Stonewall riots, And so I am looking at the end of this month and I'm thinking about getting back to New York to do the New York Pride Parade because anybody that knows anything about the West Village or Greenwich Village, back in 69, if you were not in the village doing something like whether you were out there looking for Bob Dylan or I would go to Cafe Wa. You know, these places, right? If you are not like something and lived in New York and you are not doing something in the village, right? It would have been the exception. So I really plugged in to the energy of this and the energy that has to do with an awakening that I believed happened in 1969. I think we're on the verge of it happening again. But there's this energy about this year. And I thought about how I showed up back in 1969. And I'm being called to do the same thing again. So today, there's not a mistake that we want to take time to honor people that have demonstrated incredible, impeccable courage 
in the face of some of the most horrific aspects of life. And I can only talk about this country. But one of the things I want to say is you have to tap deep into your soul. You have to really look yourself in the face and say, who the heck am I? And in order to do that, you got to get down into the spiritual nature of who you are. And when you do that, you have to ask yourself, am I a spiritual rebel? Or am I spiritually complicit? Who am I? Am I someone that is going to look at life and come from the different places of my being? Am I going to look at the silence that I keep in the world? Or am I going to look at things of others that have come before? Even things like looking at the gospel according to Thomas, even looking at translations of energy and Zen. How do we deepen ourselves? And do we even know our tribe, Benny? So here's what I want to say. I get to talk with somebody that not only taps into all of that, but is a spiritual rebel and is redefining what that means. Because we live in a day and age right now that is part of an energy that is so expansively about the rebellious nature of who we are, the essence of our spirituality, that the only way to get in the groove of life right now is to get in life itself. Sarah Bowen is the author of this book. She's joining me here today. And I got to tell you, she knows a lot about this nature. Today, you're going to hear from her as to why it is her life, her world, you know, somebody that is out there that understands what a multi-faith spiritual educator, keynote speaker, workshop leader, and author is all about, and why in her latest book, which we've got copies to give away, why this is not a question of should we step into this, but it's really a question of what happens if we don't. Sarah, it's great to have you. Thank you. Happy Pride. I know. I'm telling you, uh, <laughs> 1969. I got it. It was like I had just moved, moved. I, I just undid my homelessness situation. And here I was. And there was something about that year that was so powerful. But I, I consider it a mini spiritual awakening for me. Um, I really do. And, and I don't really know how to talk about it. And I want to get to that question for you. Um, here we are. You're the author of Spiritual uh, Spiritual Rebel, but that's not it. That's not it. You you can't possibly write a book called Spiritual Rebel without being one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You could, but it might fall a little flat. I just, uh, well, <laughs> I just like, yeah, might might fall off the end of a flat Earth. Um, there you go. What were your challenges? What were the obstacles, Sarah? You had to overcome to literally fully step in to the spiritual rebel nature of your very being? Wow. Well, there were so many. 
and and I think it started, I was raised as a preacher's kid with this awesome father who was very open and willing and, you know, nothing like you would see in the movie Footloose, right? <laughs> it was a little different experience than that. Um, but I was growing up in the church, and I was growing up with all of these challenges that I didn't feel like the church was, was solving for me. And I had the wonderful genetics for alcoholism. So that didn't help. <laughs> and it was the 80s. So 69 for you, I would say 79 for me, 79 yeah. to 89 was that that prime like punk rock kind of era, right, where there was the angst and, and we were going through um, depression as a generation and we were going through anger and all of these things. And for some reason, what I was learning at church wasn't wasn't solving that for me. And so I, you know, I got involved in sex, drugs, and rock and roll, right? So, and I did that for a couple decades. But what well, it- well, look, I mean, you and I could be twins, right? <laughs> That's true. Totally, totally could true. be twins. Right, right. Because we look for meaning in what's available. And that's it's, what was available to me. Well, it is. And isn't it interesting that both of us sort of have an interesting uh, a spiritual religious journey, Right. Uh, I mean, for me, I grew up as Catholic and was expelled. Look, okay, so this is a true story. I was actually kicked out of Catholic boarding school at age six, right? Can you imagine what you have to do to get kicked out of Catholic boarding school at age six? But, you know, here I am. My dad's remarried uh, this amazing Southern Baptist woman. And now I'm plunged into an understanding that goes beyond what I grew up with. But let me ask you this question. Spiritual Rebel, the book, your message, your journey, what is it about the day and time we are living in now that has called this energy forward? Well, I think it comes out of what you were talking about, you know, going back to 69, right? We can go back (laughs) a little further than that too, right? But, you know, starting um, when East came West, right, when meditation came West, when mindfulness started to get into our, our culture, when we started to have more views into different people in the world and we viewed them as not so different than us or we were curious about what they were doing and we got we got open-minded, mm-hmm. I think. And I think that's what made the, um, the soil fertile for what's going on right now, where we can take from this tradition, we can take from this tradition, and it's not about the dogma, and it's not about staying on a specific path. Although if you do have a specific path, that's okay too. But the ability to be able to pick and choose for what brings us meaning and what helps us help others. And I think that's the key point. Yeah, and I love what you say here, because like out of the gate in the book, right, you ask, are you a spiritual rebel? So, you know, it's interesting. If somebody didn't read this, and you would ask a majority of the people, and I wonder what what uh, what is said when you ask people, are you a spiritual rebel, if people raise their hand. I mean, I can clearly raise my hand now and think about this. But people that take this pathway aren't very vocal about it, are they? <laughs> well, sometimes what can happen is we can get vocal about what we're against. And so we can start to toss a lot of baggage on two different religions and spiritual traditions. And so one of the things I try to do in the book is pull from this idea of talking about what we're for, not what we're against. And I think that when we start talking about our rebelliousness as the ability to push the growing edges, right, the ability to see where there's exclusivity 
and to push that or push these different things, then that's this that's one piece of the rebellion. And I think the other one, and this is what I talk about in the book, is a resistance to being pigeonholed, limited, or even defined. Yeah, and I want us to be really clear because you say this in the book, because this is how we get misunderstood. Misunderstood. I love her. Do you know who she is? Misunderstood. Yes. yes. Yeah, my friend, my friend, <laughs> misunderstood. I love her. That's right. Here's the thing that you say in a book. Let me be clear that I'm not advocating for religion to become obsolete. Let's be really clear. So many people think that we cannot talk about spirituality and religion in the same venue. However, let's correct the record. A bunch of years ago, this young minister popped out of Houston, Texas, and took the world by storm, continues to take the world by storm. He is clearly a Christian minister. But man, does he say the word spiritual more times than you could shake a stick out and also the word universe. Why is it right now in the world that this book, Spiritual Rebel, along with every other pretty much bit of information that seems to be hitting the world out there now is opening up to a bigger conversation. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Sarah about what is the journey? What is the journey? What are you saying yes to? If you are like, yep, I am a spiritual rebel. We're going to talk with Sarah. We'll be right back. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to TransformationRadio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L, on The Tracy L. Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life. 
at 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at tracylclark.com. The knowledge book currently studied in 39 countries and 15 languages around the world accelerates our evolution, takes us out of depression, offers universal truth, protects us, and makes us stronger, both spiritually and physically. So if you are interested in the knowledge book, visit usa.thenowledgebook.net and tune in to the Knowledge Book Radio with Marge Potasik on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Okay, I played that for my guest, Sarah Bowen, author, spiritual rep, positively addictive guide to finding deeper perspective and higher purpose. And I, I played that for you because, like, you were talking about the 80s. Yeah, and you I picked played a that good for one. You. Oh, I, I remember that. that. Pat Benatar played by <gasps> Dr. Pat. I love mm-hmm. it. And I was almost going to pick Fire and Ice, which would have been more appropriate for what we're talking about today. <laughs> There's, oh. there's no limit to the to the meaning we can find in 1980s lyrics, right? Oh, my gosh. There's just none. At least in the 80s, you could understand the lyrics, unlike the 60s and 70s, except for Donna Summer, except for my, my girl Donna. Donna, Donna, go. Donna. Look, before we jump ahead, I want to tell folks two things. One, what is the best way to find out about you? And then, Benny, we're going to give a gift box away. The gift box includes a copy of the book, Spiritual Rebel, uh, and a spiritually rebellious water bottle. I don't even think I have that. So we're going to give one of those away. But before we do, two things, Sarah. How can we find out more about you? And you, you, you are coming to East West Bookshop. I am. I am. Okay. So the information is at spiritual-rebel.com slash Dr. Pat. Mm-hmm. And that has all sorts of information about the book, about where it's available, about the uh, events that we're having on the tour, some special guides for people, all sorts of stuff on the website. And we'll be at East West Bookshop on August 9th and 10th. So there's two events. On August 9th, on the Friday night, we're doing a book chat and a signing from 7 to 8.30. And then the next day, we're doing a workshop. So on Saturday, August 10th, from 10.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., and that's going to be excellent. We're going to be exploring spiritual practices. We're going to be looking at throwing out some of our sacred trash, looking at what beliefs no longer fit for us, and kind of digging into a little bit of higher purpose. So it's going to be a jam-packed day, and you can register for that at eastwestbookshop.com. Well, yeah, I love what you did on your website. I mean, I just love my little banner picture with the little water bottle there. <laughs> well, there's something behind the water for us. So um, yeah. each one of the books that we sell, we're doing a donation to Charity Water. And I don't know if you know about Charity Water, but there are one in 10 people in the world who do not have access to clean water. Yeah. And, so, and that's a big problem. So that's one of our higher purposes from the book. So we're doing donations. And so we're also giving out water bottles to people to remind them of how privileged we really are to be able to go to our tap and get clean water. Well, you know how I know this? I was part of a uh, nonprofit a number of years ago, and uh, we had put our blood, our sweat, 
into a scientific um, uh, technology, a technology that we were told works. And this is a technology that is absolutely on the forefront. And it's a technology that takes the atmospheric air and turns it into pure water. And we, I mean, my buddy invested millions in this. So I got so much information on this, Sarah. But don't forget, I'm a girl from New York. And I, I got to tell you, what's going on with water all over the world. But when I think about some of these other countries where children don't have, I mean, my heart just breaks. My heart just breaks. And we saw it here too in the United States. You yeah, know, we with saw the, it in Flint. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah, and you, I'm, Rachel. I'm from Thank Michigan. You, Rachel yeah. Yeah, that one that one hit hard. And, oh. and and we see this all over the place. And we see not just with water. Um one of the other facts that I that I often uh like to put out here in this conversation is that one in nine people in the US suffer from not having enough food. Food insecurity. So it's water, it's food. One in eight of us are battling addiction. <laughs> you know, and you can go on and on, right? Oh yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of this stuff, and that's why in the book I like to talk about, you know, wellness often focuses around ourselves and spirituality mm-hmm. kind of bridges us into that area of going from me to we. And how do we see this connection that we have to everyone? And what do we do about some of these problems? We've got some big ones out there. Yes, but let, let's talk about this. 1-800-930-2819. First caller, we got a bunch of things to give away, including tickets to Sarah's visit. But let's let's get Benny going. 1-800-930-2819. Look, you and I both come from, I mean, we could be two peas in, the, in a pot. Um, I want to ask you about this because this was a struggle for me. Um, I was born into this world, and I found out later from a mother that was an alcoholic and an addict. And back in the day, Italian moms were not that, but she was, and uh, committed suicide when mm. I was five years old, right? Um, uh, five, uh, well, going on six years old, committed suicide. And what I learned thereafter is why my mother was on drugs and alcohol. And I want to talk about it because we don't talk enough about the level of addiction right now and why we are seeing a rise in the number of people trying to feel well. For me, my own journey with this, I was spiritually bankrupt for sure. I was more than that. I was pissed off. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because our systems failed us. Yeah. <laughs> our body systems failed us. Yeah. Our support systems failed us, right? Of course we were angry. Okay. Billy Idol says it best. With a rebel yell. I want to ask you, what does a rebel yell sound like from your perspective on a spirit as a spiritual rebel? What is that rebel yell? Mm, I love that question, Dr. Pat. That's yeah. a good question. Billy Idol, Benny. Right? More 80s lyrics, for which is, which is <laughs> great, because I love to put pop culture and ancient wisdom together. So thanks for teeing that up. I think that the rebel yell comes from deep within. It comes from inside with a something is not working. Something doesn't fit anymore. And so it almost explodes you from within inside, right? And then that opens up this ability to say, okay, how do I be rebellious? What does that look on the outside? But I think it comes from the inside. Mm-hmm. 
what have been times in your, I want to, I, I want to piggyback this off of your book because I could read your book out loud to everybody and they would get it. But I want to talk about what it is in your book that mimics and mirrors your life because you cannot write a book like this without going through enormous transformation. But I want to pick one thing in particular. And here's the question for you, because you talk about it in your book in a bunch of places. How has fear been both a positive driver for your life? And how has fear been a, I am not having you move forward anywhere, Sarah, in your life? Fear, my friend, fear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and and you say fear, and the first thing that pops up in my head is Yoda, um, <laughs> because I've got a huge Star Wars addiction. But I remember from a very small age, I had so much fear. I was so afraid of everything around me. I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't understand what's going on with my sexuality and my sexual preferences, about what was happening with, with me with alcoholism, about why the things around me made no sense. Um, I didn't understand what was going on in my mind. I had some stuff going on with <laughs> in my brain that I didn't quite understand either, right? And I was in so much fear. Um, and I think that the facing the fear with courage and love was a process. And I learned it. My story, I learned it through 12-step. That was the first place that it came to me. And then that expanded into, all right, if I don't have to be afraid of re-looking at my beliefs and kind of tackling some of these words and concepts that were limiting, I like what you say, limiting thoughts, actions, and beliefs, right? I had a whole bunch of those. And so I found myself in an interfaith seminary to look further into those. And there I learned that the antidote to fear is love. And I didn't understand the word love because love was transactional for me, right? Love was something you could give, you could withhold. If you didn't treat me the way that I liked, I could withhold my love from you. So I had to redefine everything. And I think also getting to the second point of your question is redefining fear. Fear can be an excellent driver. In the book, one of the practices we have are fearless Fridays. And that's to go out and to reach into those things that you're afraid of and try them. Look, every day I get to face myself and it's probably because of my pathway, uh, just like yours. I come from a family of alcoholics and addicts. Let's just be really clear about that. You know, my birth mom was an example and she had me as a child as an active user, right? You know, back in the day, we used to call them barbiturates. Remember that? Dr. Jacoby, she went to Dr. Jacoby. My dad was like, look, we got to keep this this feisty woman quiet. So they give her barbiturates. That was the old school name. Remember that? Yeah. 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 And they gave, and and after you delivered the baby, they gave you a martini. That was it. Right? That is (laughs) Martini and gave you your pack of cigarettes. And there you go. And this is what, this is 50 years ago. Oh, my God. And I was born under those conditions, FYI. Yeah. Yeah. As was I, my pee in a pot, as was I. Yeah. Yeah. My sister said that's why she feels I was brain damaged. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you, sister. Well, in a way, we were. (laughs) I think in a way, we were. But there's another part to this, and I want to talk about it. Yeah. What was, if you could pinpoint it, because you talk about this in your book, 
if you could pinpoint what it means to discover deeply, because that's that's your that's your thing in the book. I love that. Yep. Discover deeply. Is there an event for you that caused you? Because there, I could think of one for me. But was there an event for you where you said, "I gotta clean this," you know what up? Yeah. I, Whoa. Yeah, I, I know it. It popped on. right in my head. All yep. right. What is it? What is it? Hold it. Let's take a short break. We'll talk about that when we come back and then we'll skip the next break because we had a lot to talk about. Sarah Bowen, everybody. Spiritual Rebel. Hey, we're taking your questions. Do you have a sense of what we're talking about here? Are you a spiritual rebel? How's that working for you? 1-800-930-2819. We'll be right back. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Music to soothe and heal. Get to know Dudley and Dean Evanson, two of the most popular musicians you've probably never heard of. Through their label, Soundings of the Planet, the Evansons have produced over 80 music albums and videos and recently have published their first book, Quieting the Monkey Mind, How to Meditate with Music. Visit soundings.com to explore their music, videos, and blog. Listeners have written incredible testimonies about the relaxing and healing effects of their music. Find out more by visiting soundings.com. Do you want the knowledge and wisdom to understand where spirituality, science, and psychology intersect? Then join the Karmic Path Radio Show with Tina and Laura on TransformationTalkRadio.com, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. Follow this charmingly, disarmingly dynamic duo as they explore how psychic ability, spirituality, and karmic law tie together. For more information on Tina, Laura, and their groundbreaking work, visit TheKarmicPath.com. It's time to step into the power of yes. Creating the life you want is up to you. The power comes from saying yes to ourselves, yes to possibilities, and yes to change. Are you ready? Start achieving your goals and moving life in the direction you want. Tune in each month to Yes Minded Power Radio with Barbara Scheidegger to start living your future now. For more information about the show and working with Barbara, visit yesmindedpower.com. What is a brilliant culture and how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you align your culture with your business strategy for exceptional results. Looking for a culture that drives organizational excellence? Listen to Cultural Brilliance Radio, the second and fourth Friday of each month at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit culturalbrilliance.com. You know what? I got to tell you about that. That video... I don't care. Maybe like people are like, oh, okay, the hairstyles are outdated. But I got to tell you, 
You want to talk about a rebel. I'm going to tell you, this former opera-trained pop star icon, Pat Benatar, Love is a Battlefield, that video to this day uh, makes young and old men cry. So there we go. That's like Basic Instinct, the movie. But here we are with Sarah Bowen, Spiritual Rebel, 1-800-930-2819. We are not only taking your calls, but we're giving away this fabulous gift box for those of you out there. Just say hi to Benny when you call in. Let's do it. Um, Sarah, uh, again, we want to make sure we give people the website, which is, give give them stuff about you so we can find out about you. Yeah, so it's spiritual-rebel.com slash Dr. Pat. And that has the information about the book tour, about the book, a little bit about me, uh, all sorts of goodies, some uh, book club guide, all sorts of stuff on there. Yeah, and by the way, you're coming to town. I am. I'm going to be in Seattle August 9th and 10th. All the details for that are on my website, or you can register at eastwestbookshop.com. They're over there on 12th Avenue Northeast. Okay, I want to just give a shout-out, though, because uh, my buddy Lou Paradise, you guys up there in uh, Rhinebeck, New York, uh, we got Sarah going on up there. Uh, She's got the whole New York thing. So for those of you, all of my... Uh, all my East Coast friends out there, just want to tell you, go to the website, look at workshops. You got Rhinebeck, New York. You got New York, New York, Mount Holly, New Jersey, Jersey, right? Yes, I lived in Jersey. <laughs> then, then we got you down in California, Portland, right? For, so my Portland buddies listening, we got you right before Seattle. And then for those of you that are going to be out in New Mexico, and of course, I can't make the table tennis tournament out there, you could go on and catch Sarah out there. Just just go ahead. And my mentor's home, one of, I think, the most beautiful spiritual places on the planet, a city that I have yet to pronounce it, where my mentor friend, Sedonia Cahill, was from, took me on my first vision quest, Sebastopol, California. But everything is right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to hit there. I haven't been there. I'm very excited. We're also hitting Ann Arbor, which is back where my hometown is. And we've got a big event this Friday at The Strand in New York. And as a New Yorker, you know about that wonderful bookstore. 23 miles of books will Mm -hmm. be in the epic rare books room on Friday night on the 14th. Right. Because you got to get in front of Sarah, right? You, You just, you know, look. This is an event in life that we show up for. To be a spiritual rebel, we have to show up for it. We have to suit up for it. And I was asking you before the break, and Benny, let's go ahead and skip the next break. Look, I was asking you about if there was a moment, if there was a thing. Now, I know you and I probably had a number of them, but mine was in 19. 19- uh, 90, 91, 90, it started. And I went through three years of major transformation, uh, unexplainable, right? What was it like for you? Did you, can you point to a period of that and can you recall it? Yeah, I can. And it snuck up on me. Mm. Um, I had been working in corporate America doing that thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, my, Sex, drugs, and rock and roll had turned into expensive dinner parties and wine and uh, climbing the corporate ladder and all of that. Mm. 
And then my dad died. Mm. And he got sick. He was 65. Mm-hmm. He got sick and he died within three weeks. And that turned everything around. Everything. What do I do with this loss? What do I do with this grief? How, with no support network, how, how do I handle this? I also found out I was suffering from Lyme disease. Mm. And so my body... My body was ravaged, my mind was ravaged, my spirit was ravaged, and I it, it was then. And I remember waking up one morning and saying, this just can't happen. This just can't happen anymore. I, I'm done. Like like you said, we're, you know, we're bankrupt. I was bankrupt inside. And that was the moment. And so I called to someone for help, and that started the path of transformation. Mm. You know, these are the things that we look at in our lives. And I got to tell you, when I was in the middle of it, just like you, I had a big corporate job too. Um, And then within the next three years of loss, my stepmom passed away unexpectedly. My sister passed away unexpectedly. And I went through these things that I didn't understand. But you explain them in your book. Here's the thing that happens to me a lot, Sarah. Now, first of all, I want to thank you for for being so generous with our listeners. And folks, just keep calling in. We we got stuff to give away. As a matter of fact, we have tickets to the upcoming event we'd like to give, 1-800-930-2819. There's something in your book that became part of the blueprint for the show. From the very first day, everybody that came on my show, I was asking them to pay something forward to give it away. But I want you to talk about this. In your book, there's something you talk about that says, do something for nothing. And I don't have a very good, or I didn't have a very good way to talk about it. But the way you talk about the energy of this is brilliant. And it really is a spiritually rebellious perspective. Can you talk about the power of that? I can. You know, Do Something for Nothing actually started with a guy named Joshua Combs. And when I was looking at different spiritual rebels that I liked and I wanted to interview for the book, because I interviewed a ton of them. There's so many stories of, of what people are doing within the book. And I found him and he was a hairstylist in London. And one day he was sitting next to a homeless kid and he said, can I cut your hair? Mm. And the guy said, yeah. And so he started documenting these haircuts on Instagram and now travels the world cutting homeless people's hair and documenting their stories, seeing them, people who we usually don't look at, talking to them, people that aren't always involved in conversations, right? And so we started this idea of do something for nothing. And I found that that was really something I wanted to pull on too, because this idea of higher purpose of that it's more about It's more than just about my own spirituality. It has to move from me to we, and it has to go to paying paying it forward like you're talking about or doing something uh, out of this idea of seva that we talk around in the book. The book has on during the week, Monday through Friday, practices that are individual. So things like mindfulness and sacred space crashing and uh, forest bathing and all sorts of great uh, eclectic practices. But on Saturday, we focus on seva. And Seva is passing it forward. Mm. One of the things that I, I, I would be remiss if you and I didn't talk about it, I think is one of the most difficult and probably the most important part of being a spiritual rebel. 
And every time we hear it, we hear this a lot. I, I got to tell you, Sarah, more than any phrase in the spiritual slash religious realm, this is a phrase that I think I hear more than pretty much any other, right? And it sounds so simple. Everybody says it. Just do it. And I don't know about you, but I had to learn this, the rock rock bottom, bottom of the barrel, bottom and out way. Leap of faith. Mm. Now, I'm telling you, sister, leap of faith. And you know, you got to agree with me on this. How many people use that leap of faith? Everywhere. There's books about it. There's songs about it. I think there's a TV series about it. But come on, try it on, right? Yeah, well, and and it's interesting because I always say faith is another one of my F words. Like it was a word that I wasn't quite sure what to do with for a while, right? It had been used on me in some really weird ways, some exclusive ways. So actually, I had to take a leap of faith about the word faith, right? But we do have to step into that because when we're just constricting everything to what's comfortable, there's no growth and there's no transformation. There has to be that leap. Mm -hmm. I think that when we're looking at this, I think that is one of the most, shall I use the term, rebellious acts that you could take, a leap of faith. Now, let's, talk, let's, get, de- let's get down with this a little bit, if we could, Sarah. Let's get down with it. Sure. Have you ever noticed how easy it is to take a leap of faith when you got a lot of money in your bank account, your relationship <laughs> is doing pretty good, your boss is all loving you and talking you up and yeah, wants to give you a yeah. promotion. And by the way, you just got $6,000 off that new Jaguar that you wanted to get. And wait a minute, somebody gives you a book deal and oh, wait a minute. Now, yeah, then, then you're like leaping like a, like a dang frog. You're leaping everywhere. But leap of faith is usually used when you're down and out in uh, Plainfield, New Jersey, that was my high school. But I'm just saying, let's talk about how leap of faith is so much more than that. How it is a catapulting energy that annihilates the negativity of our subconscious mind. Tell us about that. And tell us how important it is that it embeds a level of trust. Yes, I did say the T word, trust that busts the crust. Yeah, yeah, well, it has to, right? I think there's that stepping in to those areas is critical, critical when we're at our bottoms. Like I remember when I was at my bottom and and I picked up the phone to make that call to a friend who would get me into recovery, or I picked up the phone to call that doctor who could help me with the Lyme disease, all of these things, and they are hard to do. We sit with so much anxiety um, towards that leap, right? And so I think we have to strengthen our courage muscle all the time. We have to strengthen that courage muscle by doing small things each day that scare us. And then that gives us a foundation for the larger things that scare us later. And so that's why in the book Spiritual Rebel, it has 21 days of spiritual practice. Because practice is what helps us listen to our inner voice and give us the courage to do what you're talking about, to bust through that crust. Mm-hmm. You know, 
talked about a lot today, and we didn't even scratch the surface of the many things you put in the book. I want to talk a little bit about the way you've put the book together. You know, you go through, and this is what I call, I don't, I don't like to use the word practical guide, right? Um, I like a positively addictive guide. And the reason I like that term is because you keep coming back for more because of what you just experienced and how that is working. And you lay this out in, in days of the week. You lay questions out for us. You ask us to face ourselves, but also to face the part of ourselves that we have yet to tap into the power and potentiality of. Tell us about how this guide becomes a step-by-step -step to building up our rebel yell. Yeah, the first start, the first portion of the book starts with looking at our religious and spiritual beliefs and how do we re-examine them? How do we, you know, get in there with a little bit of uh, what I like to call uh, throwing out our sacred trash? And so, looking at the beliefs that might be limiting, right? So that's the first section. And once we've thrown out our sacred trash, then it's practice. So, as you mentioned, we have different days that have different themes. Mm. So we have Mindful Mondays, Talking Tuesdays, Wonder-Filled Wednesdays, Trekking Thursdays, and Fearless Fridays. Back to that F word there. Yeah. And then the weekends, Saturday, which I mentioned was Seva. And Sundays are Sangha Sundays. And that's about community. And that's about finding our tribe and getting into our tribe and rebel yelling together, right? So that we can solve <laughs> some of those problems we were talking about. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's a book. You're right. The word practical sometimes is kind of a boring word. Yeah. So the whole idea behind Spiritual Rebel is really creative practices that are new and fresh and that you're able to change in any way you want. So there'll be a practice and then I'll offer like 10 other ways to do it a different way, right? So the idea is that it isn't just one way to do something, that you can't do it wrong, that you can explore it, that you can mix it, you can match it, you can figure out what works for you to hear that inner voice. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I'm going to jump. I know we've got a few minutes left, but I, I want to jump to a global question for, our, for our, our, our fabulous audience. We have the best listeners on the planet, actually. Um, the question I want to go to is, given the world we live in today, and we do live in a world that is 24-7 social media. I got my pulse on my, my smartphone or whatever phone that is. Um, I'm plugged in. Um, and yet... We are so close to watching what goes on in the world, in this country, 24-7 if we choose to be. I want to ask you this question. What do you think the greatest challenges are for people that are looking at their lives and want a different way, but just don't quite know how to turn the corner of who they are spiritually? I think one of the challenges is that we often have narrow definitions of what spirituality is, what spiritual practice is, and so being able to look with a wider lens. I think another thing is that we think we have to go all in. We mm. think like, oh, I've got to hit an hour on my meditation cushion every morning. Maybe you don't. Maybe three minutes, four minutes will, would do, right? So we put up these big, big expectations for ourselves of having to do things perfectly, having to do things in a specific way. And we need to give ourselves a little grace 
right? We need to give ourselves a little bit of permission to try things and to see what works for us rather than to be rigid. And so I think that's what the spiritual rebelliousness is, is kind of pushing off that rigidity and really trying to sink in. What are we trying to do? We're trying to connect. We're trying to love. We're trying to help each other. Look at here we are today. And, you know, I, I, I was something was pointed out to me the other day. And there's this confusion about we have to love each other. Um, and at the same time, that doesn't sound like rebelling. And we get confused about this idea of, yes, I want to love everybody. I want to love all. And, and that equating to, and I'm not going to do anything about the conditions of my life, the world. That is not a one-to-one relationship. You know, loving and having loving energy doesn't mean that we're not fired up about things that we think in the world should change. There's a confusion on that, right? And so somebody may look at you and me and as we talk about spirituality and say, well, wait a minute, you know, I guess I have to be angry to do this. Has anybody talked to you? Do What do the people that have bought the book, what do folks say about that little dynamic? I don't think that we need to be angry to do it, but I think that there's something called fierce love. And I think there's the ability for us to, like you talk about, right? You just said loving energy. Right? Mm-hmm. And when we come from this space of that is the goal is for us all to be peaceful, right? For us not to be fighting, for us to be taking good care of ourselves and extending that out to others. I don't believe that anger has to be a part of that. But when anger arises, then we need to work with it. We need to figure out what it's about and we can use it to fuel ourselves as to what we're for mm. and to work towards those things we want to see in the world. Mm. Wow. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. Because, yeah. you know, look, you know, hocus pocus, you better focus, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's what we're talking about. You know, when I go through your book, what I'm saying, what I'm reading about is more than simply like we talked about, you know, this is a a blueprint. It's a map, you know, for folks to really look and say, how do I follow what is happening here and create the person that I want to see in the world? And I think part of what you've done, Sarah, is for the many people that think they've lost their mind or think they're feeling bad about having a spiritual perspective on the life on, in life, you've really outlined for them a way for them to acknowledge who they are in the world, to really honor and love in a way that they want to, but more importantly, to really have their beliefs valued and respected. And I think that's what we're talking about here. For me, when we talk about uh, becoming a spiritual rebel. That's exactly what we're talking about is looking at those those beliefs and valuing each other, even though we have diverse beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Put put two people, you know, put two people at a table from pretty much any walk of life and bring up spirituality and religion and watch what happens, right? 
but we, <laughs> but we have to keep that conversation we going, have to. right? We have, we have to, to because it's it is a part of life, and it and it is there. And if we just ignore it um, and say, you know, we're not going to talk about this, then I can't learn from you. Like we've just had a wonderful hour sharing and looking at all the connections we have and all the things that are so similar. And we may have some things that are different too, right? Yeah. But we need to keep that conversation going, and because we're rebellious in not having to stick with the status quo and to ask those difficult questions of each other and to, and to have some of the difficult answers. And so I appreciate you having me here today to do that. And I want to thank you also. I love, uh, you know, uh, and I don't want to give out the the storyline, but I love in the book, right. You know, you're talking about not only how to deepen your perspective, but one of the things that for me got to be a revelation was my higher purpose, a higher purpose, whatever one wants to call it in like life. But I want to thank you for that. And I have one last question. Thank you for today. Please give out your website. And what's your personal message, Sarah? What would you like to leave us with today? And thank you for all that you do. Sure. The website is spiritual-rebel.com. And you can put slash Dr. Pat if you want to get information about today's show. Yeah. And I think the one thing is to ask you to embrace your rebelliousness. I love that. That's like give it a big fat hug. That's right. That's That's right. Because we've been told, a lot of us have been told, and we've been kicked out of organizations when we started to think a little differently than they did, (laughs) right? And some of us have been kicked out of places. Yeah. You were sharing about that this morning. I've been kicked out of some places too, right? Yep. And so I think we need to embrace that rebelliousness and allow that to happen within our organizations, within our communities, allow us to have diverse opinions. Yeah, I I, I got to tell you, I remember one of the last experiences I had in uh, Catholicism in the confessional was when I got really, really angry at the priest. And I said, I'm really, really angry. I want all my Hail Marys and Our Fathers back from you telling me that I created a sin eating meat on Friday and then you changed the rules. The priest came right out of the box. I've never seen that. All right. Thank you so much. We ought to keep reveling on, everybody. We've got another hour coming up. And remember, the book is Spiritual Rebel, a positively addictive guide to finding deeper perspective and higher purpose. Sarah Bowen, everybody. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.